All right, so let's go right to our memory verse real quick, and then we'll give y'all some time to kind of study together in groups. Um, so, yeah, our memory verse is John 3, 3 through 6. It says, well, well, I'll read 3 through 6, I mean, as far as 1 through 6. It says, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with them. I love that because that paints a picture. Like, no matter what it is that you do in life, people should come to you, whether it's day or night, asking this question. For no woman, no man can do these things, can play ball this way, can communicate this way, can, can uh, do business this way, unless God is with him. Right? Like, what, like, I tell people all the time, it doesn't matter how many friends you have or how many enemies you have. When God is on your side or God is with you, you outnumber them. If it's just me and God versus a million people, I'm, I outnumber them, right? And so either, no matter what it is that you are involved in or want to be in, you have to believe and, and appreciate God being with you. Why is, that, why is that so important, knowing that God, well, how, what kind of confidence does that build in a person when they know that God is with them? Or what does it mean when someone's with you? Yes, Miles. That you're not alone. With also means what? When someone's with you. Help. What else? Last one. What does it mean when someone is with you? Say it again. Guiding you, right? So when someone's with you, that means whatever's in them is with you, right? So when God is with me, whatever's in God is with me. That means love is with me. That means joy is with me. That means protection is with me. Guidance is with me. Help is with me. Uh, someone who is near is with me. That's powerful. All right. And so no matter what field you go into, whether it's business, sports or or education or whatever it is, it's important to know that God's with you. I love that part. Because people should look at you and, and say this, for no one can play ball this way. No one can do math this way. No one can make money this way. No one can influence, impact lives that you do unless God is with him. Jesus then answered and said, truly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom. And we talked about the other day that in order for me to see the kingdom or seek the kingdom, I have to sit with the king. And before I can even sit with the king, I have to be saved by the king, right? And so Jesus answered that man's question because he was like, if you even are inquiring about what it is or what it could be to actually do what I do, you first must be born again. He says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, it says unless one is born of water and the spirit, meaning that could imply. I'm not saying this is just my opinion. When it says born of water, it could mean because we all were in a water sack when we was born. So it could be he is implying that if you are born of the devil, you can't be born again because devils, uh, uh, the satanic seed can't be saved. Right. But water can also mean uh, cleansing as well. Now, let's talk about today. What does it mean um, to be born again? 
and the, and the power that comes when someone's born again. Everyone heard that phrase. Every Christian in this room heard the phrase being born again. We're going to focus on verse 6. It says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. So what does flesh represent? Flesh represents your sin-prone nature. It represents a part of you that is more inclined to sin. As soon as we came into this world, we was born of the flesh, right? Right? Now, there's three things we're going to talk about real quickly, right? So we're three-part beings. What are we? So we have a spirit, we have a soul, and we have a body, right? Now, there's some points that I wrote down that I want to kind of, kind of give you some insight on that. Now, when a person is born of the flesh, right? All of us have been born of the flesh. Not everyone has been born by the spirit. And we'll talk about spirit in a minute. So uh, let me write this here. Spirit, soul, and body. When a person is of the flesh, their spirit man is dead. Not alive, not activated. So dead men walking, dead women walking, hell pathed people, dead. I mean, they have no light. This part is dead. When did, when did this light go out? Where? Garden of Eden. Not Garden, yeah, Garden of Eden. Spirit went dead. A dead spirit means this cannot be illuminated. This cannot be renewed. The soul. The body cannot be on purpose, Right? So when the spirit man is dead, it means I came into this world spiritually dead, soul and body driven, soul and body heavy. Meaning, I'm, I'm, so because my spirit man is dead, this is dark. What did I put in here for that? Did I put dark? Let me see. Desperate and dark. Desperate and dark. So now my souls are my, my mind. We said there's eight things in the human soul. We said thoughts. We said memories. Right. We said emotions. We said uh, ideas. We also said perspectives. One, two, three, four, five. Um, knowledge. And skills. Or wisdom. So all that, when the spirit man is dead and the Holy Spirit hasn't activated this area of your life, being born of the spirit, meaning that this soul began to recognize because of the goodness of God. Goodness of God draws men to repentance. The goodness of God will make you say, hold up, man, life ain't supposed I'm thinking now. I'm thinking that life ain't supposed to be this way. I'm, I'm remembering the times God was there for me. I feel him emotionally. My ideas are more kingdom driven. I'm feeling that his goodness is drawing me to repentance, which then opens my soul and all these compartments to no longer be desperate and dark. So when the spirit man, when the person born in the flesh, the spirit man is dead. The soul is desperate, desperate. Your thoughts are desperate. I'm desperate for love. I'm desperate for attention. I'm desperate to be liked. 
I'm desperate to be appreciated. I'm desperate to prove whoever hurt me wrong. I'm desperate because every time I think about that person, I wish they died or, or I wish that I can prove to them that, that I'm successful so they can love me, right? When I'm desperate, I just want to be in the arms of any man. I just want to be with any girl. I'm just emotional. I just, I just, I'm angry all the time. I'm frustrated, right? My ideas are dark. I just want to use her to get what I want. I'm going to create these systems of, 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 of seeds in her mind to see if I can get into her, see whatever I can do. I got ideas to throw that young man off, right? Or perspectives. It's desperate. I just, I just really want what I see that person has or, or my perspectives or my knowledge. I just want to have a bunch of knowledge so I can debate and the rest and the rest. It's desperate and dark when the spirit man is dead, right? So now I need the light of the Holy Spirit to open this area up, right? So that now my body can be used for God's glory. But when my flesh is dead and my soul is desperate and dark, then my body is just dangling or purposeless. It's just doing what it wants to do. It has no goals. It has no aspirations. It has no uh, uh, eternal or kingdom gain. Now, when a spirit man, when a person is born of the spirit, Their spirit is alive or activated. What's the first thing you do when you get a phone? You, you do what? Huh? Set it up. Go ahead, go ahead, Miles. Say it again, bro. You put phone numbers in. The number one thing you want to do is get it activated. If I don't have no SIM card, I can't activate the phone. So, so the Holy Spirit has to be in us. The SIM card has to be in us in order for us to be activated. Like, so the phone can actually connect to, like we said, the network. So I can actually answer my calling. So I can actually apply to apps. You see what I'm saying? So I need to be activated. Uh, once your spirit man has been made alive and it has been activated, your soul now becomes aware. Now I'm more aware of my thoughts. My thoughts ain't like I, it needs to be. I'm aware that I'm thinking improperly. I'm aware that I'm not remembering properly. I'm aware that I'm emotional. I need help. I'm aware that I have God-given ideas and, and, and greater is he that's in me. And, and I can do anything. I can do all things with Christ strengthen me. I can, I can be successful. I can create generational wealth. I, I got ideas now. I'm aware now. I'm aware that I'm here for a purpose. I'm aware that I've been sent by God to do something great. I'm aware that my perspectives need to change. Now I see women right. Now I see men right. Now I see money right. Now I see life right. That's important. Now my knowledge is more about how can I apply the things of God. I want to know God more. I want to know myself more. I want to know my purpose more. What's in your knowledge bank? How much do you know about God and your knowledge? How much do you know about yourself and your knowledge? How much do you know about your purpose? And also, I want to get better. I want to be more wise. So now your spirit man is aware because I've been born of the spirit. The Holy Spirit shines a light. Let me see if I can draw a, uh, a, um, a, a flashlight. It draws a light to this dark, decaying, desperate soul. The Bible says the soul is desperately wicked, deceitful. You can't trust your heart. Like, there, there's nothing about my heart I trust. I have to trust the one that's enlightening my heart. Because 
You don't know how. I tell people, man, you have to know how evil you are in order to do good. You have to know the depths of your evil to be able to know how high or how much good you can do. Why is that important? Because if I don't know that I'm deeply evil. Now, people. Now, what, what, what would you consider evil? What is evil to you? Like some things that people do that's evil. That's just downright evil. School shooters. What else? Just downright evil. Yes, ma'am. Selling drugs to kids. That's evil. One more. What would you consider is in the evil category of the human experience? Cannibal eating people. Right? Now, now the Bible says, Jesus said this himself. He says, uh, when a man looks at a woman, he committed adultery already. So Jesus was saying, people think evil is just in the actions. The evil is in the thought. He's saying, you may say, well, I didn't commit adultery. I can go to God and be like, I didn't commit adultery. God's going to be like, so what have you thought about the women in your, and around you? Like, like do, are you committing adultery? Are you cheating your wife by thinking of another woman? That's evil. You, evil doesn't mean I have to actually shoot a student. But the Bible says when you have hatred in your heart, you've already murdered him. So evil ain't just about, oh, did I shoot somebody or sell drugs somebody? Like, you can sell drugs to kids by selling lies to kids mentally. Drug, dopamine, drugs in the mind. What's this EP for what I put? Eat, uh, eating people? Yeah. Eating up people's time. Eating up people's emotion. You know good and well you don't really want to be with her. You was eating up her time to make yourself feel good. You know you really don't want him. You was eating up his time. So evil ain't just about uh, this cannibalism and, and, and all these different things at the high level. All of us are evil. You may not have the bodily strength or the mental uh, uh, follow through, but you still have the ingredients. Now, everybody in their house right now has cake mix. Have eggs, have butter, right? Just because you don't have cake on the stove doesn't mean you don't have the ingredients of cake in the house, right? So people think that the evil is when I actually bake the cake, but you have the ingredients of the cake to make it. So evil saying, I may not have baked evil, but I still got ingredients of evil in the house. So when I still have evil ingredients in my house, I got to go to God and say, God, remove these genetically modified eggs, <laughs> this, this uh, uh, butter that ain't even real. Like, give me better ingredients so I can bake better cakes. Now, what's the better cake? Organic cake or genetically modified cake? Organic. So, God, give me more organic ingredients. Give me the organic ingredient of love and not lust. Then go organic ingredient of joy and not, um, uh, what's the opposite of joy? Um, discontent, like whatever it is. You see what I'm saying? I want better ingredients so I can make better cake. And when people eat from my life, they'll have better nourishment. But people think evil is I did, I did school shootings and I ate people and I did drugs. No, I need the Holy Spirit to make me alive spiritually, aware emotionally, so I can be active physically. So when Jesus says, you, if you're born of the flesh... You are the flesh. All you're going to do is do dead, dark, desperate, dangling stuff. <laughs> but when you're born of the spirit, 
You alive. You activate. Now you see things better. Now you are aware. And now your body's active. Now your body's after purpose, right? And so this memory verse is just deeper. Like every time you walk around, you got to say, am I living more of the flesh or am I living more of the spirit? Because there's going to come a day where people are going to be like, for no one can do what you do unless God is with you. But can God be with sin? So right now, have you ever like maybe y'all are kind of at a younger age, but I've learned um, that there's people's albums where their music was anointed in the beginning. Like their first album was like, I'm worshiping, I'm crying. And now they done got secularized. You see what I'm saying? Now the music is just 808s and 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 uh, work like more worldly tones to it. So they started off. The music was anointed. Now it's just trash. God can't. God will never empower you in a place that he didn't want to plant you. So will God empower me to be the best accountant ever? Will he be like, all right, man, I know I it's called you to be a preacher, but I'm about to empower you to be an accountant. He ain't going to empower that. But this right here, this right here, that right there, this notes on the board. He's going to empower me to do what he has powered me to do. But how can we get to a place where people recognize that God is with you? Man, there's been so many days in my life and I'm almost done. So many days in my life where I had no one else with me. I don't even think I was with myself. <laughs> but when I felt, I posted a post, and this is crazy how these messages align up for what I said on Facebook years ago. I said, there's nothing greater than knowing that God is with you. I don't care if your whole family's against you. I don't care if all your peers are against you. When God is with you, you have confidence. But God can't be with sin. Like if I'm sinning, there's no winning. <laughs> you can't win with sin. So that means, all right, God, clean up all this because I can't win with bad thoughts. No one. You, it don't, if you come into a basketball game with bad thinking, that's why that, it's a gift and a curse that y'all have film on YouTube. That's a gift and a curse. Because if you see, oh, man, they got four-star, five-star recruits, and we playing up against a 6'10". When I was playing basketball, we saw when they came in the gym. When they came to the gym, like, all right, here they got a 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", they got a 6'10", they got a 5'1 point guard. So we, we didn't know what they had until they walked through that door. That same victory door they came through, oh, now we know what they got, right? right? So sometimes when you see all of that all the time, it, it can cause you to be weak mentally, right? It'll cause you to be, all right, man, I, uh, I lost. We lost today, right? So God cannot win when I got sin in my thought life. When I'm thinking on things that are below and not above, when I'm thinking on things that are lustful and not lovely, right? I, I can't, how can God use me to win when I got sin in my memories? I'm thinking about all the good times I have with this person. It's robbing me from the good times I'm going to have with this person. How can God bless my marriage if I'm still thinking about an ex? How, how can I get my next if I'm still thinking of an ex, right? It's X'd out for a reason. I can't win that way. How can I uh, 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 be a husband to my wife if I'm still remembering um, times with other women, right? How can I win when I got sin in my emotions? I can't manage my anger. I can't manage whatever. What happens when I got sinful ideas? 
manipulative ideas, conniving ideas to trick people and deceive people. I can't win with sin. There's no winning in sinning, right? And so, God wants to be with God is with you, but God wants to win with you, right? Any thoughts, questions on that? Comments? Read it again. Now, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no one can do these things. Now, notice this. Nicodemus didn't have the spirit yet. What evidence in um, verses two that shows that he wasn't illuminated yet? I help you out because anyway, I help you out. It says in verse two, Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, number one, he came by night. When you love God, you'll come to him during the day. What I mean by day is like, I, don't, I ain't trying to hide my love for this man. I'm not going to try to hide my love for God. I'm not going to come at night so my boys won't see me. And so uh, my political uh, 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 comrades won't see. See, another negative sign that he was illuminated was he tried to come when nobody can see him. So if you're not bold about God, if you're not bold about things of God, you'll fold under pressure. The second thing you see here, that not only did he come by night, he called him rabbi. We know that you're a great teacher come from God. Did he say that you are the son of God? Did he say that you are God in the flesh? No, he said you are a teacher. If you see Jesus as only a good teacher, he won't be able to reach you. He won't be able to change you because you just see him as a good teacher. Muslims see him as a good teacher. Um, atheists see him as a good teacher. A lot of people, but if you only see him as a teacher, how can he reach you? So he was excited. He was like, oh, he was he's just a talented man that 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 God is with. But not the God with us. <laughs> he's just doing he's from God because all of us come from God. We all came from heaven doing great stuff. But Jesus was different. And says, unless God is with him, Jesus answered him. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom in order for me to see the kingdom of God. And seek the kingdom of God. I must be born again. I must be saved by the king. I have to be. I have to sit with the king. Nicodemus said to him, "How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's body?" Another, another evidence that he wasn't illuminated by the Holy Spirit. He didn't catch the revelation. He thought natural, not spiritual. If you live a life where you only think natural and you answer God's questions like that, like God says, "You know I can use you, right? You know I want to use you, right? Well, how can you use me? Because I was born in this home." How can you use me when I don't, when this parent or whatever, how can you, God's like, you don't got spiritual eyes to see that I don't care about your background to use you. I don't care if you have two parents, no parents, one parent, if you drop off at the doorstep, it don't matter. I can still use you. So he looked at it from a natural perspective. When God wants you to look at it, if God wants him to look at a spiritual perspective, of course, born again. Of course, it's you no know, six, six foot two me trying to get in my mother's womb and then trying to come back out. That don't make logical sense. So for him to be a ruler of the Jews, we're talking about top dog of the Jews. Answering a question that dumb, he didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. Jesus said, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly I say unto you, unless one is born of the water and the spirit. Let me make it plain to you. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. There's nothing worse. Than being somewhere you really want to be 
and can't get in. Man, I remember when uh, Chris and I, Chris and his family, um, mom and sister, we went to the um, Hornets game recently. And we went to um, every checkpoint. It was like, oh, we at the right door. And it felt kind of cool when you coming in the, the uh, what's that, side gate, right? Because we had uh, suite tickets, tickets, tickets in the suites. Every checkpoint, I'm like, I've been to a couple of games where I sat in the suites, but it was kind of cool because it was Golden State. I was like, man, we... I met, because the other sweet tickets I got, they was playing against Sacramento five years ago. Sacramento was trash. People just give me tickets because I worked at the YMCA. They was like, man, because the YMCA is right downtown. Man, people people blessed me there, man. It was a good, good experience. People would be like, man, I got tickets to the game. I'm not going. I don't want to see uh, Indiana Pacers. Do you want to go? You know, you can sit in my suite, right? I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll go for the experience because look at it, me. I'm, going, I'm walking through there like I own the place, right? But there were people who couldn't enter. Do you know... 20,000 people entered the stadium, but not 20,000 was able to enter the suites. So 20,000 people saw the same game. 20,000 people saw it, but they didn't see it the way we saw it. Bro, I went downstairs. I didn't know you can get buffet food. I'm I'm over there eating. And, and, And now I'm in a place around people who live in a sweet life, but who had to pay for that sweet life. When someone else paid for, oh, I'm preaching now. Somebody else paid for me to have a sweet life. So everyone else, 20,000 people, saw the same game, but they didn't see the game how we saw it. So when you're in the kingdom of God and someone already paid a ticket, you go through different doors. Everybody else had to go through the general admission. We went through a different way. We didn't know where we was going. Should we go? Well, the suite, you got sweet tickets, you can go up this elevator. We walking down soft carpets. We walking through, I still got the videos. Walking around and 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 I'm like, this is a different experience. Cause my other experience with the sweet life was there was only five thousand people at that game, twenty thousand people. I'm watching Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Man, when the analogy is basically saying, when I'm walking with God, it's a sweet life, man. I go through different doors. I see the life different than everyone else, and that's the power of being born again. Any questions? Comments? All right. So what...